Oh, wait, are you there? Okay. Um, my name is Becky, and I have a little anguish. My, wait, now my lap, hold on. Oh my God, this is like so embarrassing that my lap, okay, hold on, my laptop is dying. My little anguish is talking to strangers on the street. Okay, sorry, sorry, I realize I keep stopping. My headphones are making this crazy, like, do you hear this? I'm from New Jersey, and I live in Brooklyn, New York. So I would describe my little anguish as being sort of petrified about interacting with strangers. It's only certain contexts that make me so terrified or worried that I'm going to kind of say something wrong, right? Like... If I'm at a conference, like baristas at a cafe, walking my dog, you know, in a street, grocery one store, of my neighbors, I just get completely, I'm petrified and have to like think in my head about what to say. That I'm gonna not even say something wrong, but just almost embarrass myself, and it's so stressful, um, and it's it's especially prescient on on the street um, with my dog because I am constantly walking her around my neighborhood. I don't know if there was a precise moment that this little anguish started, but I do have these vivid memories of being a kid. And my mom is, you know, my mom is also from New Jersey, is this like Italian lady who can talk to truly anyone. We used to joke as a kid that she, you could put my mom into a room with like no windows and no doors and no people and she would find someone to talk to. Like she's very, very social, very chatty. And I have these vivid memories of being a kid and my mom just talking to truly everyone and anyone. And it was so effortless. And that, I think, is what's so... Uh, what's the word? So... What makes this little anguish so kind of intense for me is that I think I always thought that, oh, one day I would just be able to talk to strangers so effortlessly. And I just don't feel like that's ever happened. I have these memories of being in the grocery store and my mom seeing someone that she knew from some random thing she did five years ago and spending like 20 minutes just chatting with this person or she'll like chat with everyone and their mother on the street like she I remember one time I have like this like little patio area and I came outside and she, she had like she was gonna go like throw the trash out like she was doing something silly like in the patio and she'd like struck up a conversation with this random lady on the street and I was like mom you don't live here like and I think she instilled in me such a sense sense of like fear and consciousness in very very real ways I think when I moved to Brooklyn I felt very conscious of you know being in this new space you know I I lived in New Jersey my whole life I lived with my family my whole life and then moved moved to Brooklyn and I really wanted to kind of know my neighbors and you know be a good neighbor and I doing that like that process has not gotten any easier even as I've kind of gotten older so I I just remember like when I first moved to Brooklyn, I wouldn't, like, talk to anybody on the street. I was very, like, reserved from, like, a protective measure. You know, I wanted to... I didn't want to draw any attention to myself. I, I want to talk to people or I want to get to know my neighbors. I'll, I'll paint a little picture for you, maybe, of, like... If I see someone walking towards me around the block, I'm like, should I say hello? Should I nod? Should I turn away? Should I look at my dog? Like, I feel like I turn into a toddler. I, I don't feel good about saying that out loud, but it it feels 
like a spotlight is being shined on me when I'm walking around the block with my dog. I do think there's an element because of some historical experiences I've had. I think there is an element of if I say the wrong thing, that it could turn dangerous. So I'm going to tell you a little story. You know, there was one morning where I left my apartment. This was, it had to be like 7.30 or 8 o'clock in the morning. I was walking my dog. And again, like there was a neighbor who I'd seen on sort of a balcony of his, his house that I'd seen before and had sort of strange experiences with before where he'd like sort of followed me. Anyway, it was very strange. So in my head, like this worst situation is this person following me and you know, that morning, I remember I walked around the block and got halfway around the block and then felt a tap on my shoulder. And this man had left his house and followed me around the block again, eight o'clock in the morning. And I remember feeling petrified because I was like, this is a person who I recognize, but it's also eight o'clock in the morning. Why did he follow me around the block? And then my brain went into, OK, how do you de-escalate this? How do you get this man to leave you alone and not follow you home? Because he lives you know, three or four houses away from me and is a neighbor who I had seen before, had recognized, but was clearly a little not all there in his head. And I ended up like standing on the street with this man saying, oh, my God, you know, you're so nice. Please go home. Please don't follow me. That's a little strange. And I remember this lady came out with a broom and at first I thought she was just sweeping, but then I think she was watching our interaction because I very clearly was like, that's a little strange that you followed me. Why did you follow me? Like go, turning into like, get this man to not like get upset with me for saying, please don't follow me home. And also he had said a few things about, oh, you know, do you, do you want to get a drink? Do you want to go on a date? I remember at one point he was like, do you need weed? I can get you weed. And I was like, no, no, like, oh my God. Again, this is eight o'clock in the morning, eight o'clock in the morning. And he, I remember just sitting there for like 20 minutes. And so in my head, like, that is in some ways the worst case scenario, but also like in the back of my head is always, oh my God, it could have gotten so much worse. He could have attacked me. He could have done so many worse things in that moment. I think I, for a long time, thought, okay, what could I do? What could I have done differently that would have prevented this? Like, what could I have done differently? And the reality is like, people on the street sometimes are going to do things that are uncomfortable or not what we want them to do so sometimes we have to deal with those things so yeah I feel like this little anguish can be like the worst case scenario can be embarrassment the worst case scenario can be death right like it's it, there's a huge range of experience that all feel anxiety producing so then the whole thing is anxiety producing I think cautiousness can be a good thing in certain contexts I think this little anguish feels sometimes excessive so I don't know that it serves me in the long term from like a growth self-growth or self-improvement perspective because I think it really does hinder hinder my ability to like form connections with new people I think the little piece of advice that I sometimes take to heart is like, it's okay to, if if you're feeling particularly anxious or particularly like not able to deal with something, it's okay to like walk a different way around the block sometimes. It's, you don't always have to be like the most brave version of yourself. My name is Becky and I have a little anguish.